Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Stephen Klippenstein is the father of Ken Klippenstein, the reporter who, for The Intercept who recently penned that hit piece against David Grush. Now, there's some new information that has come to my attention that I believe needs to be talked about, so I'm going to talk about it right now. Uh, just yesterday on Twitter, uh, a user named Daniel Del Vecchio pointed out that uh, David Grush actually mentioned the Department of Energy in an interview that he had with a Dutch magazine uh, back in late July, or excuse me, late June, before the hearing, before the uh, hearing before the House Oversight Committee, uh, before Clip Ken Klippenstein was sent out, was sicked onto uh, David Grush, and this is what this is the comment that. David Grush used in, uh, in that uh, Dutch interview, he said this. He said, one of the most scandalous facets of withholding the technology is that we could have been generating clean energy for decades but continue to deliberately pollute the earth with oil. Climate change tech is being withheld. This technology has the potential to have a hugely positive impact on the ecosystem. The Department of Energy, which is also part of the Secret Services, has some explaining to do because this is a crime against humanity and the earth. We use the tech for war and not for peace, peace and nature. The people who withhold this one day have to apply for amnesty somewhere for crimes against humanity. So, he said that in late June. And then, of course, the rest is history. As we all know, according to Ken Klippenstein, the um, reporter for The Intercept who was called upon by people he claims were in the intelligence community and the Department of Defense, to seek out records in the Loudoun County, Virginia Sheriff's Department by filing a Freedom of Information Act request to find out. They directed him to go there. Now, those those records, according to Liberation Times, did not have any identifiable information in them. Uh, and as we know, uh, as we know now, I've talked about this before, Stephen Klippenstein is... Uh, the son, excuse me, he's a chemist and researcher who works for the Argonne National Laboratory, which happens to be a part of the United States Department of Energy. So I just wanted to point that out. I'm just reporting news. I mean, I'll, I'll leave no comment. I'm not going to say anything. I just want to point out to everyone that uh, Stephen Klippenstein is uh, basically an employee with the Argonne National Laboratory, which happens to be a part of the United States Department of Energy. And uh, about a month after... Uh, David Grush made these statements to this Dutch uh, news outlet about the um, the fact that the Department of Energy is involved in the cover-up and that they are guilty of crimes against humanity. Next thing you know, Ken Klippenstein, the son of somebody who's part of the U.S. Department of Energy, is sicked onto records that do have, have no identifiable information in them about David Grush. I just thought I'd point that out before I, just as an aside. You know, you could think about that and do with it as you will. But anyway, uh, what I want to talk about mostly today here is um, I believe that the, one of the reasons for this continuing ridiculous cover-up is because uh, I believe the militaries of the world, the, the, particularly the top militaries of the world, do not want to admit this. They don't want to admit it because it will make them appear impotent. That's what I think. I think it's a matter of impotence because by admitting this, that means that you seem weak then because they have no, there's nothing they can do about these things. And this has been going on for decades. It's been reported on for decades. There's been all kinds of different stories and reports over many, many years where uh, 
jet fighters engage with these UFOs and they always they lose. They end up losing in the end. And so, why would mil- any military in the world want to talk about this and admit to this? Admit that they that this is beyond their uh, pay grade. That that's part of this. Now, meanwhile, that's why they're keeping the secret with this reverse engineering stuff because they're hoping they hope that they could come up with some technology out of this that they could say, and then they could come forward and say, yeah, this is what we've been doing for all these decades. We've been reverse engineering this stuff. And now we finally come up with something that we, that now we could stave off these beings if they ever try to uh, do anything to us. That's could possibly be what it is. They're, they're afraid of looking impotent because they feel impotent on the uh, inside. I mean, the, the leaders of these, of the biggest militaries across this globe feel impotent. And that's what this is about. And, uh, it's a matter of impotence. Impotence. They fear. They fear how people will view them, which is, is which re- is re- really a wrong thing to do, actually. But uh, if you look at the top militaries of the world, the, the number three is, uh, according to Business Insider, this is from two years ago. It's China. Uh, they have a two hundred sixteen billion dollar budget. It's it's grown since then. Uh, <clears throat> They have 2,860 aircraft. They have 9,150 tanks. And they're going, this is, this is information from two years ago. So this, this has changed since then. This is from Business Insider India. And they have 67 submarines. Russia, they have an $84.5 billion budget. Uh, they have 15, over 15,000 tanks. They got uh, about thir- close to 3,500 aircraft and 55 submarines. And then number one, A number one, top of the heap. United States, it says here they have a budget of a six hundred and one billion. Well that's I know that's different now. That's closer to a trillion dollars at this point. Uh they have eight thousand eight hundred and forty eight tanks, over, almost fourteen thousand aircraft and seventy two submarines. Now <clears throat> these entities, these military entities do not want the world to know anyone. They do not want their citizens to know that they are completely helpless against these extraterrestrials that's that's what this boils down to they don't care that the, the importance to science that they're worried about might military might and the appearance or lack thereof of military might now i was just talking the other day about a book that i've been uh, checking out checking out recently again above top secret this book was written by timothy good and it was published in 1988 so that's 35 years ago and basically the same things that we're going to, we, we could talk about, it's, it's like nothing has changed most, I mean, for the most part over, over the, over the years. I just want to read a couple of passages here from page 436, 437, and also 439. And here he, he says here, no government is happy to admit that alien vehicles invading our airspace can come and go as they please and that our defense against them is inadequate. That some UFOs have been responsible for the disappearance and even destruction of our aircraft is not something that could be admitted openly. Then later on he says, nobody likes to look silly. Fear of ridicule is a very compelling reason for politicians to debunk the subject, especially if they do not have access to all the facts. And I, I totally believe this. I mean, this is really, again, this is 35 years ago. I, it still stands today. This is one of the reasons, right? They don't want to admit this because they they don't want they, they don't want be, to be viewed as weak. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? 
Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, and then later on, uh, it says here, public reaction to an admission by one of the superpowers that some UFOs are extraterrestrial would be predicated on how much we are told, and this must present our leaders with an awesome dilemma. Such an admission would lead to a deluge of questions, some of which simply cannot be answered without disclosing vital defense interests, alarming cases of missing aircraft, abductions, genetic experiments, and bizarre cases that will remain beyond our comprehension for centuries to come. So, that's another uh, really good point. And then later on, he talks about something that was mentioned uh, in the Majestic 12 documents. Of course, some people believe them and some people don't, but there are some things in that, that were stated in there that most certainly uh, ring true. Uh, he says, perhaps the most comprehensive summary of reasons for official secrecy on UFOs is contained in the Majestic 12 briefing paper, allegedly pre prepared by Ad Admiral Hillencotter for President-elect Dwight Eisenhower in 1952. Implications for the national security of, are of continuing importance in that the motives and ultimate intentions of these visitors remain completely unknown. It is for these reasons, as well as the obvious international and technological considerations and the ultimate need to avoid a public panic at all costs, that the Majestic 12 group remains of the unanimous opinion that imposition of the strictest security precautions, precautions should continue without interruption into the new administration. I believe that that's, and that's the end of that. And I believe that's what's been going on here, folks. And I, I believe it still stands today, and that's why you're seeing this uh, bite back from uh, people within the Pentagon to continue this cover-up to basically, and anybody wants to blow the whistle, well, we're going we're gonna to drag your name through the mud. You want to talk about the P Department of Energy? Okay, uh, let, me t let me send my, my, my idiot son out there to, uh, uh, to, to write some hit piece on, on, on you right or whatever well you know maybe maybe my colleagues within the department of energy or an, or another de uh, departments of the pentagon uh, maybe I'll, I'll i'll get them to sick him on them right i don't know i'm not saying that's true or not i don't know what's true but i just think it's funny isn't it that the this steven klippenstein is the father of uh ken klippenstein and david grush just made a statement about the department of energy saying that uh uh, that they're they're guilty of crimes against humanity, and then what? A, a month and a half later, next thing you know, uh, they're they're saying things like this. They're 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 pointing out, oh yeah, he has PTSD. Yeah, PTSD. He was he was alcoholic, and he and he was thinking about suicide in 2014 and 2018. Now the only reason you would do something like that would be to uh, hurt their credibility. That's why they're doing that, and to ridicule them, and to scare other potential whistleblowers away. And all of this is basically to maintain this secrecy because they are impotent. They can, they can do nothing about it. They can do nothing about it. And because of this, right, because there's people like me out there who know what's going, that there's something here for a fact, right, like we were just talking about before. Because of this, that makes me feel totally unsafe. It makes me feel like we have no control over these, over these things. And it's probably worse than we could possibly imagine.
by them continuing to cover this up and pretend there's nothing to this, it makes it even worse as far as I'm concerned because I know there's something here. And like I always like to point out, like if they don't know, then we're really in trouble, right? Which is impossible. That's impossible. That's impossible. But I mean, these kinds of things have been going on for, for decades. I mean, since this really since this thing really started back in the late 40s, since we've really been paying attention to it, I mean, there's all all kinds of chaos and uh, that's, that has unfolded over UFOs, and there's been people who have disappeared, uh, pilots disappeared, never never seen, never to be seen again. Many, many cases, like this book, Above Top Secret, goes into, among other books that I have read, uh, and I'm sure a lot of you out there have read them too. Uh, things that, there's just so much that you can't just contain all this information in an hour-long documentary. You can hit some highlights here and there, right, and you hear a lot of the same stories over and over again, but there's so much more, so much more. But yeah, this is a matter of impotence, right? They, there's nothing they can really do about this. And so feverishly behind the scenes in secret, they're trying to reverse engineer this stuff and then maybe with the idea that someday we can come out and say, hey, look, at we developed our own flying saucer, right? Uh, uh, look, it has no visible means of propulsion. It's, it's using some electromagnetic uh, force, forces to move around. Now we could, we, we could compete now. That, that could be what they're thinking. But what if it's, these things are a million years old, a million years beyond us, beyond, beyond our technology? What if that's the case? I mean, it's gonna, we're never going to see that. We're never going to see them uh, reach that. Uh, to, we're never going to see uh, some secret scientific study ascend to the rarefied heights of uh, technology that's a million years more advanced than uh, what we have right now. I just don't see how we're going to see that in our, in our lifetime or any lifetime soon. So the bottom line is, is it doesn't matter what, what this, that reason, the imp, the feeling of impotence should not be the reason why this cover up is continues. That's a stupid reason because it, well, what if there's a, some a moon sized meteor all of a sudden starts heading our way? Okay, well, what are we going to do about it? We might not be able to stop it and we're all going to be done. We're all going to be, we're all going to disappear like the dinosaurs. So what? What are you going to do? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. I don't know. But anyway, this is stuff that's been going on for a long time here. Uh, here's a story from History.com. The Air Force jet was scrambled to intercept a UFO and then disappeared. This is something that happened back in 1953. We're going to go through this article here. Uh, it's very interesting. Uh the night an Air Force jet mysteriously disappeared over Lake Superior, November 23, 1953, was a stormy one. Near the United States-Canadian border, U.S. Air Defense Command noticed a blip on the radar where it shouldn't have been, an unidentified object in restricted airspace over Lake Superior, not far from Sioux Locks. 
the Great Lakes' most vital commercial gateway. An F-89C Scorpion jet from Truax Air Force Base in Madison, Wisconsin, took off from nearby Kincross Air Force Base to investigate, with two crew members on board. First Lieutenant Felix Moncia, who had clocked 811 flying hours, including 121 in a similar aircraft, took the pilot's seat, while Second Lieutenant Robert Wilson was observing radar. The men would not return from their intercept mission. What followed, according to Donald Kehoe, the former Marine Corps naval aviator and UFO researcher, who wrote about the incident in his 1955 book, The Flying Saucer Conspiracy, was one of the strangest cases on record. Once airborne, Lieutenant Wilson had difficulty tracking the unknown object, which kept changing course. So, with ground control directing the aviators over the radio, the Scorpion gave chase. The jet, traveling at 500 miles per hour, pursued the object for 30 minutes, gradually closing in. On the ground, the radar operator guided the jet down from 25,000 to 7,000 feet, watching one blip chase the other across the radar screen. Gradually, the jet caught up to the unknown object about 70 miles off Kenawa Point in Upper Michigan at an altitude of 8,000 feet, approximately 160 miles northwest of Sioux Locks. At that point, the two radar blips converged into one, locked together, as Kehoe would put it later. And then, according to the, an official accident report, the radar returned from the F-89 simply disappeared from the, GC, from the ground-controlled interception station's radar scope. And then the first radar return, indicating the unidentified object, veered off and vanished too. The U.S. Air Force, U.S. Coast Guard, and Canadian Air Force conducted an extensive search and rescue effort. No records or sign of the pilots was ever found. And then what happens next? The Air Force uh, flip-flops in its explanation, just like they always do when it comes to these kind of things. The Air Force's official news release about the disappearance delivered to the Associated Press stated that the vanished jet was followed by radar until it merged with an object 70 miles off Keweenaw Point in Upper Michigan. The statement appeared in a story in the Chicago Tribune with the headline, Jet to Aboard Vanishes Over Lake Superior. The Air Force soon retracted the statement and changed the story. According to the new statement, the ground control radar operator had misread the scope. <laughs> oh, they love to blame it on someone else. This reminds me of Roswell. Yeah, the top intelligence agent down there in uh, Roswell Army Air Base, uh, Jesse Marcel, he, uh, he mistook... Uh, a weather balloon for uh, flying saucer. Uh, big mistake. He's a dummy, I guess, you know? Anyway, continuing here. He says, in fact, the F-89 had successfully completed the mission, intercepting and identifying the UFO as a Dakota, a Royal Canadian Air Force C-47 aircraft flying some 30 miles off course. Lieutenant Moncia, probably stricken with vertigo, crashed into the lake during the return to base. Canadian officials refuted the account. No flights had taken place in the area that night, so they're trying to say, yeah, uh, Lieutenant uh, Moncia, he, he got vertigo, crashed into the lake, made a mistake, was sick. No more questions. Anyway, according to Kehoe, who, who would write about the Kincross incident again in his 1973 book, Aliens from Space, two separate Air Force representatives provided Lieutenant Moncia's widow with contradictory explanations of the incident. In one version of the events, the pilot had crashed into the lake while flying too low. In the other, the jet exploded at a high altitude. Then he couldn't even get their story straight. Yeah, sorry, ma'am, about your husband. Uh, he was flying too low over the lake, and that was it. And somebody else, no, you know what? The jet exploded over high altitude. Yeah. See ya. Sorry. Continuing. 
the investigators take. The case file from Project Blue Book, the Air Force's own US UFO investigatory team, reiterated the Air Force assertion that the jet successfully accomplished its mission and that, that the crash was an accident, probably caused by an attack of vertigo. It attributed the abnormal radar behavior to unusual atmospheric conditions and deemed the inability to recover wreckage as understandable given the deep water. Meanwhile, investigators from the National Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomena, or NICAP, discovered that any mention of the mission had been expunged from official records. Why would they expunge it? Impotence. Impotence. And the Aerospace Technical Intelligence Center's official line in the case was, there is no record in the Air Force files of sighting at King Cross Air Force Base on 23 November 1953. There is no case in the files which even closely parallels these circumstances. Impotence. Impotence. In the absence of a thorough and satisfying official explanation, civilian saucer groups, as Project Blue Book would call them, developed their own theories. According to one, the jet had crashed into UFO's protective beam like a concrete wall. Others speculated that the jet may have been scooped out of the air and taken aboard the spacecraft. Perhaps so the captured men could teach their alien captors the English language. Well, that sounds a little crazy, don't it? In 1968... There were local newspaper reports of military jet fragments discovered near the shore of Lake Superior, but the find was never verified. In 2006, Adam Jimenez, claiming to be a representative of the Great Lakes Dive Company, corresponded with UFO bloggers and members of the UFO community. He claimed that not only had an airplane wreck been discovered in the area, but a metallic object resembling a chunk of a flying saucer as well. UFO researchers soon exposed inaccuracies in Jimenez's, Jimenez's story and concluded that the Great Lakes Dive Company did not exist. Eventually, Adam Jimenez, too, vanished without a trace. Okay, now, see, this is what happens all time and time again. This is just one story in many, 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 many stories like this, where aircraft, military aircraft, go out, chase after a UFO, never come back, disappear. It's, there's many stories I've talked about it before on this. This is just I, I don't I don't believe I talked about this particular case, but I know I talked about other cases. But see, this is the issue. This is what I think you know. One of the reasons, one of the big reasons why the militaries, like the United States government, uh, along with all its allies, they understand in their minds. They think, well, if we can't do anything about it, we're going to seem impotent. We'll seem weak. We can't let the public know we're impotent or weak, which they really shouldn't think this way. It's just. It's just part of this life we're part of, this world we're in. I mean, again, whatever they're going to do, they're going to do these beings, right? They could, they, If they want to abduct somebody, they're going to do it. They have the power. There's nothing anybody could do to stop it, and so what? It's not the military's fault that, that they can't do anything about it. It's not their fault that they're impotent when it comes to this. It's just not their fault. It's just that these things are way more advanced than anything that we could possibly imagine. So that's why there's this effort. And, uh, you know, this effort is still still going strong. It's uh, hasn't let up, and we're going to continue to see it. I still believe, I just hope, I really hope that the what's gone down here in the past couple, well, week and a half here with this uh, nonsense trying to attack Rush doesn't uh, interfere with more whistleblowers uh, stepping forward. I hope that they continue to... Uh, Continue to want to do this. We'll continue to. Uh, I hope it's. Uh, uh, you know, it should strengthen their resolve, right? Who cares? Who cares? It's what's more important: getting the truth out or worried about. Uh, oh, they're going to call me a, a drunk because I, a, an un- unreliable because I had PTSD in the past. 
I think for the most part, most people look at this, unless you're a scumbag, like someone, say, say you're someone like Stephen Greenstreet, who works for the New York Times, right? Or excuse me, not New York Times, New York Post. Say you're someone like that guy. That guy's, you know, he's garbage, right? He's just a troll. I mean, who knows what he really believes, right? You can't tell. I mean, guy's a goofball. I mean, yeah, he'll go on Twitter and say things. Oh, yeah, this guy can't be trusted. He'll probably, I mean, I don't know if he said that or not, but that's, you know, he'll imply it. Right? And say that all this stuff is, that uh, all, all this talk about uh, that the, that these, uh, that there's some sort of a deliberate effort to smear Grush, that's just not true. Like, there's the, the bunkers will do stuff like that, right? They will do stuff like that. But most people are, they have brains in their heads. I mean, uh, they could see, they, they see the truth right in front of them. Um, so, again, I don't know why the militaries would feel like they're impotent against, how, 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 how that, that doesn't make any sense to me because just because you're not, we're not technologically advanced enough to compete with whatever's coming here, that doesn't mean you're impotent. You're, we're, we're good for what we are. You shouldn't have to worry. You shouldn't worry. That shouldn't be a factor here. Who cares? I mean, it doesn't matter. That does means nothing, right? That's that's not important. It's just not important. I don't care. And you know, whatever kind of whatever sort of scientist in the past, like when I was reading before these statements, uh, people in the past, well, we, we can't let that truth come out. I mean, people would panic. There'll be a little handful maybe that's going to panic. I, I don't think there's really going to be much panic at all. I think we're all. I think human race is ready for this. We're ready. We're ready. So forget about it, you know, put your concerns away about the feelings of impotence because the, you shouldn't have them. I mean, still, the United States, biggest, mili- biggest, best military in the world, Russia and China, you know, second and third best, you know, too bad for you. But hey, it doesn't matter. Who cares? Right? That, that, this, that, that should not be playing a factor in, into this equation, but for some reason, it seems like it is. I mean, it doesn't matter. You're not impotent. You're not. I'm trying. We're trying to calm you down here. It's you, you, by admitting the truth that you're not. It's not a sign of weakness. How how, how are you supposed? How's the military supposed to know that there's uh, other beings out there that exist? You, nobody really thought about these things back in the '40s. Okay, now we're 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 accepting it now. It's like yeah, it's real because it is real. A lot of us know it, and we're sick of this nonsense. This little cover-up game you're playing. We're done. We're done with it. We're done. Scientific community needs to get involved in this. That's what needs to happen. It's time. It's time. Anyway, now yesterday, for the episode, I want to talk about a poll that I started yesterday. Um, I'm going to update it here, see where we are. Yeah, so far I have 67 votes on it. It was for the episode, It's Great Being Right About UFOs slash Peru Officials Push Wild Theory on Alien Attacks. Yes, it is. Let me just, before I even get into this. Uh, it is great being right about UFOs. It's great. It's like being in a dominant position, knowing, knowing. It's great. Anyway, I asked this question. Of the skeptics listed, whose reaction do you look forward to seeing most once the irrefutable evidence of the alien presence is revealed? Now, I provided uh, seven names here of people. And we're going to go through them one by one. Stephen Greenstreet, who I was talking about before, Nobody even cares. Nobody even voted for him. There's 67 votes for, so far, 29 days left. Nobody cares what, what his reaction is going to be because everybody realizes the guy's a useless troll. Right? That's all he is. So nobody voted. Nobody cares what, what his reaction is. Nobody cares about Stephen Greenstreet. Okay, so he got zero. Zero, Stephen. Zero. Mike Turner. Uh, he's that... Uh, 
he's the the GOP head of the House Intelligence Committee who uh, receives a lot of uh, campaign contributions from the military industrial complex complex much more than most other politicians i've talked about him recently i've i've exposed him too he got one vote or 1.5 percent nobody cares about mike turner either except that they want him removed from the house intelligence uh, as as the chairman of the house intelligence committee that's all anybody really cares about uh, Bill Nye, the science guy. Sorry, Bill. Guess what? Only one person wants to see your reaction. No, they don't care about you. 1.5%. Be gone. Okay, who's next in line? John Greenwald. Three. 4.5%. Three people want to see John Greenwald's reaction, who a lot of people suspect is a skeptic because he's he's basically hanging out with the, uh, the other stooges, uh, Mick West and Green Street. So yeah, three people or 4.5% want to see Greenwald's reaction once the truth is irrefutable evidence is finally revealed. Okay, next up, Ken Klippenstein. Oh boy, he's a week and a half ago, nobody would have known who he was. But now five people or 7.5% want to see his reaction. They can't wait. Once that irrefutable evidence finally drops, they want to see Ken Klippenstein's reaction. And then, okay, next in line, Mick West, 13 only 13, Mick. 19.4%. That's not too good. I guess I guess you're not that important after all in this whole scheme of things. Everyone sees right through you, right? <laughs> Sorry. And then finally, but uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson is the champion here. He has 44 votes so far, or 65.7%. A lot of people, oh, boy, it's going to be nice, isn't it? If, once that does drop, to see his face, to see his puss on TV talking, you know, what's he going to say? I'm sure it will be very interesting. I actually like Neil deGrasse Tyson, except when he talks about UFOs. I enjoy listening to him. I think he's a funny guy. Um, but when he talks about UFOs, I get upset because I just think, how could this intelligent man be so dumb when it comes to this subject? So it's going to be interesting to see. I, I, I'm going to go with that. I, I'm going to go with the majority on that. I, I think Neil deGrasse Tyson, I'd be very interested to see his reaction to all of this once the uh, proof is finally dropped. Because uh, it's coming. One way or another, it's going to happen. Whether it's through the whistleblowers or something else happens. But it's coming, folks. It's coming. Don't you don't you worry. It's coming. It's coming down the pike. One way or another. Right? One way or another. Because like I said before, like I said yesterday, it's real. It's happening. All these people who, who naysayers, wrong, wrong, wrong. Can't wait. Can't wait. Anyway, thanks for joining me. Until next time.